0: hello welcome to this week's episode we yeah we just had we watched um macbeth yes. last night what's it last night two no, night before last yeah. um in the near us there's this like theater in the forest thing in the summer mm. oh my god it was amazing yeah incredible oh, just, just like wow yeah done just like it's shakespeare but it's done like how it should be done it wasn't fucking poncy shakespeare there was so much humor and like they got yeah. the essence of what shakespeare was back in the day yeah apart it, from they didn't do all the innuendos that they could have done no there were kids there and it was yeah. like okay i can see that you're toning some of that down because exactly. that's what people don't get i don't think is shakespeare, shakespeare is, is filthy yeah it's meant <laughs> to be crude and dirty and funny like yeah, yeah. it's so. oh, it was done amazing. it was so good we yeah. um, got talking to our mum about our true crime podcast as well, or yeah. talking to each other she, about it in yeah, front of her. Yeah, she feedback. literally put her th- hands over her ears and, and was just started like, going like, "La la 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 la." <laughs> yeah, she's just like okay, yeah, it's like we're not even joking. She literally <laughs> did that. Yeah, <laughs> like, but she can't. She can't read Agatha Christie. That gives her nightmares. But she's fine so. watching Macbeth. Yeah, <laughs> that is brutal. a good point. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is far enough ago either. I know. I guess there's no suspense and stuff in that, whereas like true crime, like thriller books and stuff. How were you is more. with the um, the witches? Because they did those as like these giant puppets, and of course you hate puppets. Yeah, that was okay. I think because we they weren't human. Yeah, I wouldn't have loved it if one had suddenly just snuck up next to me <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but that was okay because yeah you could very clearly see like the people operating them and they were like big and yeah yeah it it was amazing literally not had that was such a good night yeah it was one of those just times where it's like perfect yeah Yeah. (laughs) you feel really just like inspired (laughs) so but anyway on to the last fun subject yes i mean still Macbeth murder yeah the, it fits with the podcast it oh it really weirded me out when they kept on obviously going like the weird sisters. yeah and i, kept, I just like because we're wearing our weird sister hoodies yeah I, I kept I just, like, like looking thinking that? <laughs> like, yeah. i kept like looking at you to be, like every time they said it yeah <laughs> like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome that really was but yeah the only problem is there's only you and i and so we don't have a third I one literally when they were doing that i was just like fuck we missed a trick there. yeah we should have got a third person in but s- annoyingly we weren't given another sister plus it's bloody hard enough as it is to like coordinate oh my god our yeah can you imagine if there's someone else and i don't think you'd cope with having to take turns with two other people i don't know what if there <laughs> was someone else who wanted to do all the editing and yeah stuff? god yeah sometimes i feel really like guilty but then I'm like, then you remember what a control yeah, freak. Yeah, I remember am. that it's like, no, no, you don't want me to do it. <laughs> exactly. Like, if I, like any time I've offered to do stuff, it's like I can see that you're like, how do I say no without like <laughs> yeah. just being like, get away from it. <laughs> like, it's mine, <laughs> it's my own, my like, precious. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know when um <laughs> Billie just like leaves him yeah. day. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'd literally be there if you, like, went near my keyboard. So I'm like, no, actually, you're perfectly fine with the fact that I don't try and get involved with that. It's been so hard for me because you've done, like, a few, like, multi-parters and it's just like, here's my single episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Luckily for you and probably everyone else listening after the fact that I am always doing (laughs) multi-parters, this is a single-parter. It's not like you're in a bad <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and the Freudian slip is there. <laughs> the, the jabs that I've had are starting to kick in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, this is a different episode in a way, because it's, it's very up in the air. That Ooh, wow. It's not... You're right there? The no, jabs are kicking <laughs> in. You know where I broke my collarbone? Yeah. Yeah, that started clicking and popping where the break was. Oh. Which doesn't... Just recently. I'm sure that can't be good. Yeah, since like Malta. That's weird. Yeah. Mm. It can't be good. No. Is it Malta? Yeah, it was, yeah. That's worrying. I know, it's just like, is it going to re-break? Yeah, because Troy's friend Harry, he broke his collarbone. Yeah. And he was like, once it healed, he was like, it's fine. Yeah. So it's a bit weird that yours still... Great. I did stuff. it when I was like eighteen, which was like a long time ago. And it's only just started doing it, huh? I'm wondering if my life. Legs... it keeps doing it, maybe get it checked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I suppose also you you do a lot of Up muscle building, so it could be like some muscle or tendons like growing sort rounder. of around yeah, it and yeah, then rubbing. Change- yeah, mm. either rubbing or just changing how it lies. Maybe. Yeah 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 your upper body is far better than mine (laughs) i can't do a pull-up really i really that's weird because i can but my upper body strength is shit like i can't do press-ups properly and stuff like that i just cannot do and like i was doing some work with my friend esther's um partner who's a landscaper and i was having to lift like 25 kilogram things of cement powder and i was like i can do it yeah but like it's heavy oh, so to me it easy, this like okay. it's not comfortable for me and it's like it's awkward to carry but i'm wondering <laughs> if just my technique is shit maybe yeah yeah weird <laughs> yeah. but anyway, anyway yeah you don't want to hear about no. how shit my to get back so. to the uh yeah this is a bit of an odd one i chose this one specifically because i finished off obviously that really heavy one about (laughs) a three-parter, yes, on um, Rebecca White and Claudia Brenner. Yeah. And then when I was researching that, I went down a rabbit hole of another case on the Appalachian Trail that's really, really sad as well. And I just thought I need to do something a bit lighter before I do that one. Oh, okay. I was going to say, are you doing that one? No. This one's more... More kind of like a curious case. Curious curious. So yeah. Oh, that's what in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. To like be like, where's that from? <laughs> so yeah. Um, I feel a bit off my head at the moment. Oh god. <laughs> like, is... like, can you tell? I'm yeah. Just... So this is yeah. Bear with us for this episode <laughs> now I'm that really Elle's sorry. going a bit looping. <laughs> yeah. God. But, which is probably not a great thing with the fact that this is already like a odd case okay this could be interesting yeah like, we might be re-recording <laughs> but yeah so i'm just gonna jump into the beginning really oh, doing. <laughs> i don't know i think oh, you know bugs oh, oh. um yeah it was the 16th of february 1981 and in the small town of brookfield which is in fairfield county connecticut Brookfield in Fairfield? Yeah. Okay. So it's a town in the county of Fairfield, yeah. which is in the state of Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> A young man by the name of Arne, Arne or Arnie? Okay, I was going to say, are you struggling with Arnold? It's A-R-N-E. Arnie? So, so yes, yeah, so I'm going to go for Arnie. Yeah. Or Arne. Arnie. Arne. Let's go for Arnie. Yeah, we're going to go for Arnie, but I think that's wrong. Does he have a surname? Johnson. Let's just call him Johnson. Okay, or his middle name is Cheyenne. Cheyenne's cool. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, that's a good name. So, I don't know, maybe I should call him Cheyenne. Maybe. We'll go for Cheyenne, and I'll try to remember to substitute that for all the points where I've called him Arne throughout this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Cheyenne Johnson, who was 19 years old. Got into a drunken fight with forty-year-old Alan Bono at the kennels where Alan was a dog keeper. The fight escalated, uh, tempers fraying under the effects of the drink, and Arnie or Cheyenne? Hold on. We Arne. have. Yeah, that's how you say it. <laughs> yeah. We now have confirmation <laughs> we that have it checked, is on, as you heard. Yeah, it is on. So I'm going to go with on. There we yeah. go. We've sorted it out, yes. (laughs) The fight between Arne and Alan Bono, the kennel keeper, escalated with... Why was he fighting a kennel keeper? Well, tempers were fraying under the effects of the alcohol that (sighs) the two had consumed. Okay. And Arne pulled out a five-inch pocket knife. Shit! Yep. That's a big-ass pocket knife. It is, yeah. Before stabbing Alan four or five times... So savagely that one knife wound extended from the 40-year-old's stomach to his heart. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck. that is a big knife wound. Big mm. knife? Wow. Slice wow. wounds oh. freak me out. Yeah, anything with sharp objects like that, yeah. just, no. So, yeah. This was the first murder in Brookfield's 193-year-long history wow. as a town. Yeah. Wow. I know. I accidentally stabbed myself the other day. Wow. <laughs> because I was putting away the washing up. Okay. I, I told you about it. Oh, was this on the knife when yeah. you came down on it? You know, you it? got like the cutlery during the dishwasher. Yeah. I put a knife
1: in the, the dishwasher wrong way. facing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I put it on the counter. I was putting away some plates. And then I just brought my arm down. Oh. And I brought it down right on the knife. Oh. But ouch. it really hurt, but it barely went in. So it made me realise the force. Mm. That you must have to stab someone to make the knife actually go in. Gosh, yeah. yeah. And, like, just how painful that must be. Oh, God, be. yeah. Like, you oh, I don't want to imagine. Fuck. That was bad enough. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so it's the first murder in the town's entire history. That's but, crazy. I guess kind of regardless, whilst it was shocking for the people there in Brookfield, it you know it is unfortunately a fairly common incident with similar situations taking place across many other towns counties and states in america and in many if not every other country in the world i said if not every because you can tell that i have done like an english masters and i'm like i can't make a definite claim if (laughs) i'm not sure (laughs) (laughs) um so it was tragic yes but Totally unexpected, totally out of the ordinary, not really. Maybe unexpected for the kennel Yeah. Master. Well, yes, definitely for him. But in terms of, yeah, that stuff does happen. Yeah, we had sadly. Run, we're in a tiny little sleepy village in the yeah. country. You're like barely a village. You're more like a hamlet yeah. at best. <laughs> and um, down at the local primary school, um, just at the new, build, like, new houses, mm. about a minute walk away from there, Someone was stabbed a couple of weeks oh ago. And gosh. you're just like, hang on, what? Wow. No, that doesn't That's happen awful. No. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, not not really unexpected in terms of being a crime that is committed. Yeah. Or was it? Was it as clear-cut as it sounded? Police Chief John Anderson describes how before long Brookfield had gained global attention. It felt, he says, like the whole world had converged on the small town you might, magnifying glass. Yeah, you might be asking why. Well, the answer is a simple one. Arne Johnson was possessed by the devil. Of course he was. Yeah. Wow. But in order to understand how this claim came to be made, rocketing Brookfield onto the headlines, we have to rewind <laughs> to the summer of 1980. I suppose, yeah, early 80s. It was the satanic panic. Yeah, the satanic panic. panic, yeah. So we have to rewind to a young boy named David Glatzel. So in July 1980, David was 11 years old, and he was at a family member's rental property in Brookfield. Okay. David, was David the kennel master? No. No, okay, this no. is something This completely is a different. boy, yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is a year before. Oh, yeah, of course. I was thinking mm-hmm. just, like, from now. Yeah no. The 80s. yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> uh, David told his family that he'd seen an old man with coarse, ruddy skin which he said looked charred like it had been burnt, wearing a torn plaid or like, tartan to us um, shirt and blue jeans inside the house. And the man had approached David before telling him to beware and pushing David over onto like a waterbed that was in the master bedroom. Okay. Yeah. beds freak me out. Yeah. They make me think of Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> just <as> a- <laughs> <laughs> yes, them. They just make me think I would probably be feeling seasick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, this was quite alarming. But yeah. the man was no longer in the house and nobody else had seen him. Um, it is either that or David dreamt that this happened. I saw that reported in one source. Um, so yeah, I saw it reported once that he'd dreamt it, but the majority of sources cited the first story where he got pushed over, yeah. so make of that what you will, I can't say for sure which is correct, but so I wanted to include both. Do they actually ever think that it there was an actual person? Um, it doesn't seem that it was followed up in any way, okay. no. So it could just be like the local bit of a... Yeah, somebody who is a a drunk person. Yeah, maybe. Not quite all there or or with it. Or it could just be, it's a kid. Yeah. Um, Over the next 12 days, though, David began to change from the little boy his family had known. He experienced night terrors, waking up screaming because he had seen the man again with horns and sharp teeth. Okay. David would wake up covered in scratches and bruises that had no explanation. Oh, that's a bit freaky. Yeah. And by the time 12 days had passed, David's family decided to contact Ed and Lorraine Warren. You're looking at me blankly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'll say the next bit. You are... I'd say the most famous demonologists and paranormal investigators of all time. I feel like i Clearly I'll just not. Let you down wow. You know the conjuring franchise. Oh yeah. They're the people from the conjuring. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I am shit with names. Your face was just like, and ah. <laughs> I was expecting a big like, oh, kind of gasp of recognition. I am terrible with names. I'm assuming all my list all our listeners are gonna have been oh, like all of our listeners that's what i meant are going to have had the light bulb go on <laughs> <So>. <laughs> josh was telling me because obviously we watched um top gun a few months ago oh yeah top gun yeah top gun maverick yeah yeah, yeah. and um he was just like oh Val Kilmer's actually in it and i was just like because i absolutely obsessed with batman uh yeah like, who the fuck's Val Kilmer? <laughs> of course, Val Kilmer played Batman. Yeah, but that was usually yeah. how John had to describe uh, him too. Because yeah, I don't know individual like actors and things no, like that. No, terrible with yeah. names. But he came on the screen and was just like Batman. Ah, uh, yeah, so, I yeah. know Val Kilmer. <laughs> Just in terms of his existence, by him yeah. being mentioned in that Bowling for Soup song, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm terrible with like exactly. famous people. But yes, Ed and Lorraine Warren, <laughs> the demonologists. <laughs> so they went for demonologist as opposed to a psychiatric person. Yes,
1: that is how the it progressed. Yeah, psych-
0: psychiatric person would have been my first portal call. Yeah, yeah, but. This whole story is, this is why I said it's an odd case and it's very up in the air. This is the version of events as I'm telling it to you now. Okay. Is it a bit like the Krampus where you get to the end and you just think the little boy has got mental health problems? I'm going to carry on with the story. (laughs) Cool. So over the next 12 days, yeah, um, David's experiencing all these strange problems yeah this made me think as well of your eldest with those night terrors she used to have about the old man they used to freak me out yeah I can't believe we nearly lived in that house instead of you (laughs) I did the whole, like, she'd be like, oh, there's this old man, like, with no face in my bedroom, mm-hmm. and he's, every time I try and scream for you, she was, like, really young at this point, like, five or whatever. Yeah, she was, I think he, she was younger than that, like, maybe he gets four. closer and closer to the bed. Mm-hmm. Didn't he, like, used to make shh motions yep. at her to be like, if you call, I'm going to get you? And then I was like, oh, it's all right, there's no one really there. See, look, as I was waving my hand through the air, she goes you're pissing him off. She didn't use the word pissing him off, but she's just like, you're making him angry. That's right where he is. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did you do? I let you see that I am freaked out now. Oh, that that, I've got literal shivers right now. Yeah. I didn't know that bit. She also used to talk to people on her baby monitor when she was, like, really little. Did she? Yeah. See, these sorts of things put me off more and more about the idea of having kids. <laughs> it just, like, yeah. Like, I couldn't cope. No. I'm too highly strung. <laughs> like, this well, yeah. is why you've got so much anxiety. No. <laughs> it's what I couldn't do, like, with the, psych- the psychology and that. I was just mm. like, I cannot be around people that have got, like, schizophrenia and stuff because stiff stuff, because I start worrying just like, what How if I can see something yeah. that I can't? How do we know they're, like, suffering from a mental health exactly. condition? What if they're right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah you know that. Yeah, but yeah. So no, David's family goes straight to N. Lorraine How Warren. How old is David again? He was eleven. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, um, the Warrens lived nearby in Monroe, and they were already well known for their part in the Amityville horror case. Oh, that's, yeah, that that yeah, that mm. one. and the English. I think that's one first true crime cases that i learned about yeah same actually it was yeah. one of the first horror it, films like, i properly probably watched me. as well yeah. yeah the one with ryan reynolds oh, when he was like younger and really attractive <laughs> i think that's the one that i watched <laughs> mm-hmm. and then i watched that and then i found out it was based on like, oh, a real true, yeah. case and i was just like or not necessarily true yeah. true but yeah, yeah a real case mm. and, and then i just went down the rabbit hole yep and they'd also already by this point been involved in the English Enfield haunting case. Okay. So I don't know if you know that one. You're looking a bit. I've blind. heard of it. but okay. I can't. Ooh, place it I might well have it's... to do that at another point because yeah. that's an interesting one. It's really creepy. Okay. So I might I do like that the one again. Ones. Yeah. Um, we could do with a few creepy we ones. We could. That are a bit less. Yeah. Yeah. A bit less sort of actually murder heavy. Yeah. And more just kind of some creepy. creepy yeah. I'm going to write that down. No, this is the first one that I was like is a bit woo. And I was like, I'm not sure how you're going (laughs) to respond to it. Um, But yeah, so the Warrens were already well known as demonologists, paranormal investigators. (laughs) Except for by you, yeah. (laughs) And the Warrens did decide to attend the family home. And they reported feeling concerned by what they observed in Daniel and the home itself too. Okay. So Ed Warren claimed to hear banging and growling sounds in the cellar below the house. No, I couldn't do a Nope. Even, I think, if it was, like, done with, like, nice white walls, lots of lights mm-hmm. and stuff, I'm still not sure I no, could have No, they're a just terrifying. Um, and... The Warrens were convinced that Daniel was experiencing demonic possession. Okay. Uh, with Lorraine Warren also seeing a black mist hovering around David at one point, whilst David claimed to feel himself being choked. As in, like, seeing, like, an aura t- sort of thing? No, I think she, like, literally could kind of see, like, a black mist, yeah. Ooh. Not that other people could see, but she okay, said that yeah. she had, so like, clairvoyance. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, more than an aura. Yeah. Um <clears throat> yeah like something else is all yeah him. <laughs> yes yeah. and over the course of a few months david also gained 60 pounds and it wasn't I think it's an 11 year old true but 60 pounds is it's a lot, lot. yeah so I think he think probably doubled his weight 14 pounds in a stone yeah. so that's quite a few that's almost that's over 4 stones. i mean i don't know is gaining weight typically linked to demonic possession well, that, they didn't say definitely. Or is that just like, I think it's something's just, going on with him, he's like... Yeah, mumbling. something okay. is just not right okay. with him. He's struggling, sort of, emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not good to eat your emotions. No. Good to nourish your body and eat when you want to. Don't restrict. But yeah. also don't, yeah, don't go down an unhealthy paths the other way, either. Um, Stick to the middle ground. hmm um so it wasn't just the Warrens who thought this though. Okay. The Catholic Church actually investigated the case as well. But six different priests carried out a total of three lower exorcisms, which I did not know that there are different no, levels of exorcism. I couldn't find out exactly what a lower exorcism is in relation to other exorcisms. I tried to find out. Yeah. But I did read up on general exorcisms, so we can presume it probably entailed like spoken prayers reading scripture the laying on of hands onto the person okay. which it does very specifically state in sort of the catholic sort of yeah guidelines i suppose for this handbook yeah that that must specifically <laughs> never be violent or sexual in any way so Get. they are like really trying to like distance themselves from those like scandals yeah just kind of like no look we're very clear if they're doing that they're doing something wrong yeah and interestingly the catholic church prefers the term deliverance ministry not exorcism so they don't like to use that word if someone said to me we're gonna do a deliverance ministry i would have no clue what what that was we were talking about yeah they see it as more just part of their, like, healing kind of personally ministry. I think would think it would be something to do with, like, midwifery. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the priests, according to Lorraine Warren, agreed that David was indeed possessed. Okay. Uh, David was reported as levitating during one exorcism. That would freak me out. Yep. He would also contort his face into a snarl. And at times he would laugh in a monstrous way, whilst only the whites of his eyes showed. I hate, the creepiest thing in the world sometimes is kids laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, that oh, stuff yeah. can be so fucking creepy. Yep. Children a lot of the time are creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But none of what they're doing seems, like, harmful in any way. No. No. Um. He spoke in different voices and recited the Bible and Paradise Lost by Milton
1: which all of this is bit. kind of
0: odd. Don't know what it's about, but I've Paradise heard of it. Lost. Oh, it's <laughs> You can essentially think of it as like fan fiction for the Bible. Really? Yeah, That's pretty amazing. much. Yeah. It's uh yeah, very very religious minded sort of, uh, Mary kind of take on. Up with Noah. <laughs> no, not quite that bad. There wasn't any like slash fiction in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> it is still from like 17 something yeah. so. <laughs> no I looked at Mary's yeah. calves <laughs> <laughs> but still like kinda, if that's true not what you'd expect like an 11 year old to be able to do no. to recite passages unless from unless it's a really really religious family that have been like teaching him true. at a, a yeah. young age that is true like my eldest could easily recite Harry Potter stuff to you yeah that is very true Oh, so, yeah Maybe they were quite a religious family. Yeah. Uh, David's sister, Debbie, also said that David would be physically aggressive and he'd spit and kick. And in addition, family members and the Warrens described that crockery and furniture would levitate around the house. Mm. And also a toy dinosaur of David's began walking about. That's and crazy. it was a toy dinosaur that didn't have movable limbs. So like how did it walk did yeah it just like a kid like plonk no <laughs> like kind of animated itself basically they're saying Is it? but it's like it didn't have limbs that you could be like oh but somebody did that to it because it's like they can't have moved yeah. So it is all, like, kind of creepy. Yeah. Obviously, this was turned into another film for the Conjuring franchise. I mean, I would, like, literally note the fuck out of that. Yeah, if any of this was genuinely happening, I'd be like, okay. But then if no. you're a kid, you can't just note the fuck no, out of No, you can't that. leave, no. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope not. Exactly. most people who are a good <laughs> would parent <not> wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you could try leaving and taking them with you to see if it's the fucking house. Yes, that's true. They try that in The Conjuring and they're like, no, it's attached to you.
1: Exactly. I
0: love The Conjuring for the fact that it's one of the few films that gives an explanation when you're shouting at the screen, like, just move out. And it actually explains why they don't. Yeah. Because they've sunk all their money into buying that house, so they can't afford to. And then, yeah, they go to a motel and it's attached to them. I was like, thank god one that finally exactly. isn't just like why do they not move out like i would move the <laughs> fuck out yeah um but in 2007 lorraine warren in a sort of interview cited the documentation of and agreement from the catholic church as evidence obviously, of the accuracy of hers and her husband's assessment yeah um which yeah i enough. if you've I got like know, more got people corroborating it yeah? yeah in the course of the exorcisms the couple determined according to them that David was possessed by not just one demon, but by a total of 43. How do they count that? Apparently they had asked David for the demon's name and he had supplied them with 43 names. I could not come up with 43 names no. just like that. I know, like, yeah. Even like regular names. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Pete and Bob, Bob, Bob. and Sarah. And uh, Lauren and... Betsy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that is a lot of names for an 11-year-old to just trot out. And I don't know, are they... What do are they demon need, names? I was going to say, are they specifically... Are they like demon names or are they like Patsy and... Pete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's got to be demon names. I know, right? yeah. it has got to be like... I don't know, like, like you bats? watch Lucifer and that and you've got like um, oh, whoever Maze is, Mazikeen and mm. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Bartholomew. But is that a demon name? I don't maybe. Know. I think it's just a normal name. Yeah. But, yeah, so now you might be wondering how Arne's own possession is related to David. Um, well, Oh, yeah, because I've kind of almost forgotten that. Yeah, this is actually the rewind, not the case. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, what did David do? <laughs> but, yeah. No, he's just an 11-year-old boy. Well, the rental property which David saw that scruffy older man in, that belonged to his 26-year-old sister Debbie's fiancé, who just so happened to be Arne. Arnes. Yep. Um, either he owned it or he was renting it/slash clearing it to begin renting it. Okay. A few sources say different things. This was an awkward case to research because there's different things, sort of, um, reported. Yeah, and obviously it's such a woo case. In yeah, way that it's hard to it's analyze. hard to disentangle the sort of the fact from it being hyped Fiction up. and yeah. So I'm doing my best to give like the different things that I found out, but I fully accept that this case might. It has just been an awkward one to research effectively. But I'm giving you what I could find. Um, at David's final exorcism, Arne was there. And he was very... Yeah. One or more of the demons went into mm. Arne. He was very fond of David and reportedly shouted, take me on, leave my little buddy alone. No! Yeah. Okay, but that's really creepy. Yeah, it is really weird. Like, that is disturbing. I feel like there's some traction here. Like, that is really disturbing. Unless there's, like, a history of mental health problems Mm. in the family, maybe that clicks something in him. Yeah, but for that to, like, jump, uh, yeah. Does David get better? So, David began showing signs of improvement. No! And Arne began to change and experience, yeah. No, you're kidding! No. Oh my god, yeah. no. He began to change and experience a string of poor luck. But how else do you explain that? I know, that's the thing. I was like, either you're going to totally dismiss if this David case. If David didn't or, get better, yeah. then fine. It's just, okay, he's gotten ill as well. It's, that yeah. can sometimes happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when you see loved ones like it, can trigger mental health in you, or you get like joint psychosis and stuff like that. Yeah. But. If David starts getting better, that's the thing. Yeah. So Arne sounds like a pretty normal, like sweet guy, to be honest. Especially if he did that to you. Yeah, concert. I know. He played baseball. He was in the church choir, which again, not like totally indicative of being a really good person. But it's it's a, I is a yeah. fairly decent start, normally. Yeah. To like most people who are involved He's in religion, busy with yeah. other activities. He's yeah. not just he, sat at home. Yeah. He used money from his odd jobs once to buy his mum a second-hand car so she didn't have to walk to work. That is so sweet. I know. I mean, like, screw the whole church choir is a thing of character. That is, like, yeah, a true like, testament of character. That, to have your child, like, save up their money that they've earned to get you a car so you're you not to having make to your walk. your life easier. Yeah. Like, oh, that's so sweet. That really is. Yeah. So, yeah, but... After his presence at David's exorcism, he started growling.
1: He'd oh. claimed that
0: he had seen the beast. Which and he sounds like the old man with yep. the arms and the mm-hmm. mm. and he'd go into trances. Oh they freaked me out. Yeah. Arn also drove his car into a tree, claiming that some entity had taken control of the car. Oh. Yeah. And whilst working, Arn also then fell out of a tree. And following these incidents, the thing doesn't like trees. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> um, following, it's because nature's a good force. That's maybe, yeah. That's where the that's where I kind of sit sometimes. Like, I don't know if I believe in the, the sort of Christian belief of like devil and God and no, but I I, think I don't know is if, good and bad. Yeah, and this is out Yeah, I don't. I'm not uh, devoid of spirituality, and yeah. I do think there there is evil. There is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, following these incidents, the demon, if it was, seems to have taken control of Arne completely, which was the situation on the 16th of February, which you might remember from my intro. Yeah. So Debbie and Arne were at this time renting a small house near the kennels, because Debbie worked there as a dog groomer. Okay. And the kennel manager was also the couple's landlord. So... Uh, you might have guessed it, that's Alan yep. Bono. Very entangled. Yep. Also, what an amazing name to work at a Kennels. Bono. Bono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan lived above the Kennels. And on the sixteenth, Arne and Debbie were spending the day together at Debbie's workplace. Um Arne had got the day off work. And then they went to lunch with their landlord come boss, Alan, and a few others. So alcohol was drunk. And Arne and Alan got into an argument upon returning to the kennels. Oh. Yeah, and then this is where I start to be a bit less of a... It's uh, questionable what the fight was about, maybe. Because it's reported that whilst arguing, Alan actually grabbed hold of Debbie's cousin, nine-year-old Mary, who was present. That's not right. Yeah, and he was behaving, like, quite threateningly. Oh. So Arne was enraged by that, which...
1: I if would that be. yeah, if
0: that's true, it's no sort of shit. understandable. Yeah. Like I'm not, we don't know, so I'm not saying that Alan definitely did this. This is reported, but if he did, then you can see why Alan had a bloody issue. Yes, still not a good enough reason to stab someone and murder them. No, but, but you can understand the argument happening. But uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Alan properly to mm. know if this was something he would have done. This is what was reported um so the argument then took a deadly turn and on stabbed alan in the chest multiple times and apparently he was growling like animalistically whilst he did that Ooh. which is very disturbing yes definitely yeah unsurprisingly sadly alan died a few hours afterwards due to his wounds God. yeah and whilst on knew- i think it makes me more squeamish when it's like hours afterwards yeah because it's like, surely you've got to know that mm. shit is not good for you. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, Arn, who had fled the scene, was arrested as well. Um, he hadn't gone far. He was only like two miles or so away. Not that far, but yeah. yeah. So he wasn't like trying to literally leave, I don't think. But within 24 hours, the Warrens had ridden to Arn's defence, citing demonic possession as the cause for his loss of control interesting it comes straight down yeah to do i that. know so they they believed this yeah regardless of what's true and what isn't i'm not saying this isn't they true but believed they believed it, it. Yeah. yeah um just over 8 months later Arne's trial began on the 28th of october which like around halloween like that yeah. is a bit ironic the for a case like this more ironic as if it was actually halloween on, yeah the trial was held at connecticut superior court and for the first time in US history, Arne's defense put forward by lawyer Martin Minella was a claim of not guilty due to demonic possession. Is that really the first time? Yeah. Wow. First time in American history That's ever. That's crazy. You I know. Think it would have been come out before that. Yeah. But, I know. but yeah, Arne's defense claimed that Arne's body was manipulated by a demonic spirit, and Minella was quoted in the New York Times, and I do love this quote. As stating that the courts have dealt with the existence of God. Now they're going to have to deal with the existence of the devil. That is a mic drop. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, they do. Religion is fully accepted in the court. You swear on the Bible. Yeah. So they can't deny the existence of the devil. Surely. you think not? Otherwise, what is the point of swearing on the Bible? Yeah. So that's a very, very good point, Martin Minella. That is proper. Yeah, just like, boom. boom. (laughs) They can't say that this is ridiculous. Yeah. Minella, again fully invested in this. Minella flew to England to do research before the trial because research is there in England? Well, there were two alleged possession cases which hadn't gone to trial in England. Yeah. I did not know that. I know, yeah. Minella had rounded up exorcism specialists in Europe as well. And he was even saying he was going to go so far as to get subpoenas for priests local to Brookfield if they refused to testify about um, David and Anne. The ones that, like, kind of went and did the, yeah. the exorcisms to begin with. Yeah, I was trying to remember the term that they yeah. preferred, but... Um, deliverance ministry. Yeah, yes. Um, so, yeah, Manella had his case sussed. <laughs> he had plans for this. <laughs> I'm not sorry. He was grabbing the devil by the horns. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was proud of that. <laughs> um... But sadly, at least for Arn and me, because I wish this plea had been allowed, the courts threw the defence out. How? Why? What did they reason? Judge Robert Callahan classed this defence as irrelative and unscientific. But 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 as he said, yeah. you have God in the courtroom. Yeah, exactly. But the jury therefore were not allowed to legally consider demonic possession when considering their verdict. Or but having they're the allowed case to presented. consider of passion like that makes it any better. Yeah, that is the like thing, oh yeah, you're jealous and can't control your emotions. So therefore, okay, we understand that you shot and killed your wife. Mm, yeah, but no, the devil, even though yeah, like you said, they literally swear on the Bible. That's too far, apparently. Okay, but yeah, so I'm really disappointed for them in a way. Yeah. Um, in the process, which of... which just doesn't the, seem fair. No, it's intro. I feel like his reasoning isn't substantiated enough for me to feel okay with it. No. Um, Like, if you're that convinced that that is not going to hold up in court, then let it run. Yeah. Yeah. But in the process of the trial, Debbie tried to defend Arne. So this is where now it's very difficult to figure out the fact and the fiction and what truly happened. Debbie tried to defend Arne, claiming that he had gone to repair a stereo at Alan Bono's, but that Alan had refused to pay and was intoxicated. The police were of the belief that Debbie and Bono's relationship transcended employer-employee or renter rentee relationships. So they're just going with the whole, well, he was jealous of your boss. Yeah, they, despite Debbie's denial... Put forward the theory that the argument was actually over Debbie and she was having an affair with Alan. You'd think the one who would know would be Debbie. Yes. True. I suppose I can kind of see how they'd say, "Oh, but you wouldn't admit that because then that makes you look bad." And yeah, but, but where's yeah. their evidence? Exactly. For it? Yeah, why they're just jumping Stop to throwing this... throwing like women and their sexuality and stuff into stuff to try and yeah, uh, sort of exactly excuse behaviour or yeah. explain men's behaviour. That is the thing. Yeah, it's a very sexist um, assumption. Yeah, Arne's defence because they can use the. Uh, supernatural the defence they argued self-defence okay. as their response um, you'd think insanity would be the next logical step Yeah. if he's just like well I don't believe it was the devil okay well he does, did, does. Yeah. exactly yeah but no they went for self-defence and the jury took about three days before returning a guilty verdict on the 24th of November. Yeah. So that convicted Arn of first-degree manslaughter and Arne was sentenced to 10 to 20 years in prison. Yeah. Though just five years later, he was released. I can see why they would return guilty for yeah. that's their defence. And they're not allowed to consider the other. Yeah. yeah. If they said, yeah, no, he did it, but it mm. was that he was possessed. Yes. And it's always going to be hard when is, one of the when the person that Arn has attacked is dead yeah. because you are going to feel sympathy for that but and i'm not saying alan doesn't deserve that sympathy yeah. he absolutely does even if he had been in the wrong in any way yeah. and i'm not saying he was should not get murdered for but it. yeah so you are going to feel incredibly sympathetic to the deceased party especially i think as well going from as you say yes he did it but he thought it was the devil to well actually it was self-defense well no but you weren't saying it was self-defense when you thought he was possessed yeah exactly like the next logical step for me would have been okay well it's mental yeah exactly yeah he's got delusions somewhere yeah yeah but, yeah, whilst in prison, Arne got his high school diploma. So oh. go on. And he and Debbie actually got married in 1984. Yeah. And the couple have two children now. Yeah. So, yeah. So nothing's sort of happened since. No, they seem to have had a life together. and yeah. Like, it didn't stop them being together. Which, yeah. A book on the case titled The Devil in Connecticut was written by Lorraine Warren and Gerald Brittle. Okay. That was published in 1983 and the Glatzel family so Debbie and David's family they did share in some of the profits from this i thought you weren't allowed to um really yeah like if you're not allowed to sh- get profits from like a cr- if it's about a crime that you've committed. I suppose the Glatzels the fa- the Glatzall oh, family. Dave, didn't, yeah. Yeah, David the guy who was murdered. Yeah. No, yeah. David's the boy. The boy. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. So the they were sort of when started. David who got murdered, right? <laughs> no, no. Alan got murdered. Man. Alan Bono. See this is why I'm shit with names. <laughs> yeah, Debbie is Ann's wife. Yeah. Her brother David is the eleven year old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's the one that started off being okay. possessed, yeah, um, allegedly. So David is Anne's nephew-in-law. Uh, me... No, brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Yeah, oh, yeah. brother-in-law. <laughs> you need, like, a little family tree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so confusingly. Well, no, I've got it now. I okay. think it's because he was so much younger than Hopefully, if any of the listeners were confused, that has explained that as exactly. well. Exactly, they say there's no stupid questions. No, if you were confused, I'm sure some of our listeners were. <laughs> so... <laughs> um but yes all was not exactly well though carl who was debbie and david's brother okay who hasn't turned up yet yeah i was gonna say i didn't know that yeah no another brother there was a brother carl we, we need team. to add on to that family <laughs> yeah for me. he condemned the book as a complete lie Ooh. claiming that the warrens fabricated the story as a way to profit off of the glatzel family and make money In Carl's opinion, they didn't care about his family at all and were using them. And to be fair to Carl, the Glatzels were only paid $2,000 out of the money made from the books. That's nothing at all. Not much. No. No. Carl sued the Warrens and Brittle for libel and violating the family's privacy as well as inflicting emotional distress. Sounds fair yep. enough, if that's the case. Yeah, the Carl's opinion was that David had undiagnosed schizophrenia, Yeah, which I'm not sure if this was ever confirmed or diagnosed, but Carl has said that David has since recovered. Yeah. Um, and that this had led to David experiencing delusions, which the Warrens regarded as possession and kind of took advantage of. Yeah. At first, I wasn't really sure why he only spoke out in 2006 when the book was republished. But looking into it, he was only 18 years old in 1983 when it was published. Yes. Yeah, so. And there's only a short window, about a year from the publication date, where you can file a libel lawsuit. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. Or, um, like, defamation lawsuit, yeah. sorry. So that window obviously closed very quickly and he was He's still so only young. young. But republishing the book opened that window back up. Yeah. So I can understand... He must have wanted to jump on that. Obviously, yeah. that was his intent. He didn't agree it's with it. It's so I'm hard guessing. to go against the rest of your family, yeah. especially at 18. Exactly, yeah. So, I, yeah, I do feel. And I feel... guess at that point as well, you think, okay, they've done this, they'll be getting paid for it mm. i don't want to go against my family then be angry then lose. possibly lose out on money and stuff but then when they only got two thousand anyway yeah that sort of so when it's then republished yeah. you think you're not even screwing them over financially yeah so like, yeah I do not that he would have been <clears throat> anyway but no it's no. true but like no. that's how it could be you can understand my t- family yeah you could understand him being very conflicted maybe yeah. at that time so yeah, I do feel more sympathetic after understanding that there's only that year-long window mm. and his age. I didn't realise that was that. I thought you no. could do it whenever. Yeah, no. Because um, what if you weren't aware of it until later? Like exactly. But yeah, Lorraine Warren in interviews did say that she found these accusations deeply upsetting. Um, and it is important to note, though, if anyone is seriously considering the possession theory. That David, at the time of Anne's trial, was obviously reported on. And he wasn't exactly fully back to normal at that point. He had improved, but he yeah. wasn't back to normal. He still had attacks and fits and struggled with the dark at night. Aww. So if, and it was a big if, he had been exorcised from the devil. It hadn't solved everything. It hadn't worked fully. With childhood mental disorders as well. Because you say he was 11 when it started yeah. happening a lot of them which is why you can't diagnose anyone who is a minor Mm. is because as you go through puberty and adolescence and stuff you can have like you can have mental health problems and disorders and stuff but Mm -hmm. they do resolve by they obviously don't all but they can resolve by the time you hit adulthood and early okay and like you've finished going through puberty yeah so you actually can't actually diagnose People mm. that are under eighteen and that with ah, mental like, like with things like schizophrenia. That explains and that. why he. I couldn't find out whether he'd yeah. been diagnosed there. Yeah. Uh, interesting. So, because I was going to say to you, with obviously you have a lot more knowledge on this than I do. Like, what does this f- sound like? How schizophrenia could present? Yeah, massively. Yeah. yeah, that was where my first thought was just like, is there a family history of schizophrenia? Yeah. <laughs> so, Which, and how old was? Um, oh Arne. Arne. he was 19 yeah so you think in males it tends to present sort of late teenage really middle 20s is ah, when okay. you get it sort of starting to emerge mm. so if there is that family history or there is it in the family but he's not related he's not related no she's yeah, interesting mm, so then it yeah. sort of feels like it was almost if if this is the case it was by it. triggered by it, yeah and schizophrenia can be Triggers. can it like oh, if, if there's a predisposition to it it can be something can oh, trigger interesting it. Ah, i didn't know it was like that because I, I know my anxiety i've always had an anxiety disorder yeah. but it was flipped into full-blown like panic disorder and stuff yeah because of a specific occurrence yeah i didn't realize that schizophrenia and other mental health conditions would like that yeah, as well it can be like a sort of defining point. So if you got that predisposition, something can happen that then switches something in that whole nature and actually debate mm-hmm. it and then cause it to start presenting. Oh, ah, okay. Interesting. So yeah, maybe that was that trigger yeah. point. Hmm. Um, Debbie and Arne, interestingly, do still back the possession story. I suppose that is the story Arne was going for. Yeah. So that would kind of i don't know if that would sort of benefit him rather than changing his mind went with it then so obviously mm. he didn't get treatment or diagnosis no. schizophrenia himself and he obviously went to then, prison and came out the other side and so what to him made him think i'm not possessed anymore yeah because if he truly did believe this and i'm yeah. fully aware that, i'm not saying that he was lying um, he might have genuinely believed this. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting to be. To think, did he just believe that he sort of threw that off? Yeah. Yeah. But Brittle also says he has over 100 hours of interviews with the Glatzels on tape, and he sent the family the book pre-publication to allow them to check it. Yeah. Again, though, equally, maybe Carl might not have been involved in that checking the book yeah. and saying he's okay with it. And as he said, he feels like his sort of sister and that are profiting off of it. They may have been perfectly happy with the go-ahead because they thought they were going to be profiting. Yeah, maybe. Again, can't say that's what no, they were thinking. No, just sort of speculating just, yeah. about what his feelings sort of could have been or what could have yeah, happened. Yeah, spitballing just possible explanations Yeah, outside of... Yeah. Um... Lorraine Warren referred back to the Catholic priests and their exorcisms, saying, obviously, that they agreed that David was yeah. possessed. But even this is contentious, though. Father Nicholas Greco of the Diocese of Bridgeport okay. has said that no exorcisms were performed. Oh. And that the Glatzels wouldn't allow psychological tests to be carried out prior to performing an exorcism. I oh, said. So- that's interesting. Do they it sounds like they recommend that you rule that out? Yeah, first. they do. Ah. But Judy Glatzel, David's mother, she has said that setting up and paying for these tests was up to the priests, and she had paid for a psychiatric psychiatrist session herself. Yeah. And been told that David had a minor learning disability. Okay. But she then puts it back onto the priests as they didn't follow through with the tests that they were meant to do. It sounds so messy. Yeah, so yeah, essentially everyone disagrees with each other. Yeah. And I do think, though, it's interesting to note, as far as I researched, the priests who were involved in David's case wouldn't comment. Obviously they had Martin Manella say he was going to get subpoenas. And were moved to other parishes. Huh. Which... Is interesting if that's true. Yeah. And it is an if that's true, just to be clear, but interesting. Yeah. Now all of this comes from the sources I've read in researching this case, and I can't say what is definitely true. I'm just reporting on the several different sides to these events that I've come across. And I'm not making any claims as to which version is the correct one. Just to be clear on that <laughs> point. Obviously, the Glatzels, etc., they're still alive yeah. and have had to deal with the repercussions of this case being heavily publicised. And I really don't intend to add to that. And I'm not calling them liars. No. Nothing like that. Um, and I, I'm only reporting what I've read in published news articles. But there we go. It Sounds like a hard time for everyone. Yeah, it just sounds like a really difficult situation for everyone involved. Exactly, and it's very hard to disentangle what the truth is as an outsider. Everyone's going to have their own truths to Mm. them that have been involved in it and what they believe and their of events, and no one can sort of tell them. Mm. It would be very interesting for David to speak about his experiences, but equally I don't believe that he... Has should. to. I don't think no. he should. That's not something that we can demand of anyone. No. But he should be able to sort of live his yeah. life as anyone should be able to. Exactly. But yeah, there we go. I started this episode kind of thinking it'd be a bit silly, I suppose. Not the murder, because that's never funny. It's tragic. Somebody lost their life full stop. And the suffering that David and the Glatzors and Arne generally went through is also just awful. Whether it was mental illness or possession or whatever the cause was what i mean is i suppose i expected that the premise of on being possessed would just be clearly grasping at straws yeah from like the defense when people go oh it was mental illness and you're just like get out of here no it wasn't yes you're trying so, to piggyback on yeah. people who very genuinely do have mental health problems yeah um so yeah i came into this quite skeptically yeah. but honestly i don't know what i believe by the end can I categorically say that possession exists or doesn't exist? I don't think I can. No. Like, people who I feel are decently believable fall on both sides of that. It's so. one of those ones that, yeah, I can be like, huh, how silly. Like, possession doesn't exist. What are people on about? But then at the same time, as you say, with my eldest, when she's gone through night terrors and stuff mm. like that as a child, which is normal for a child. Yeah, it freaks me out and there's that like feeling like there is more and that something could be more sinister yeah. beyond it being oh it's childish night terrors or it's someone who's older it's mental health there's mm. still that feeling of it doesn't feel like there's just the scientific world no exactly so yeah i honestly don't know and i guess i'm gonna end it there completely tied up in knots but it does feel quite a sinister case at points and it makes me question could yeah. that sort of evil entity whatever it was have played a part i don't know so i yeah fully believe like as you say we are talking to like our brother and sister-in-law who are nurses and stuff and they've had freaky experiences at hospital late at night yeah and to me it's not silly for us to believe that or believe that there's more to life than it's sort of just the natural but that there can be the supernatural mm, exactly so why yeah it's like i i don't question that my belief in that yeah you don't question the parts that you do believe in. yeah so you have to be open to other people's beliefs as well exactly yeah so oh, i mean i like, am all for i would not buy a house that was on like an ancient burial ground no like, god no. no yeah so not just because it would creep me out about the thought of the fact that there's bodies in the ground but i do believe that you would have woo shit yeah like <laughs> woo shit <laughs> but yeah it's it's a really interesting confusing convoluted case and yeah, I just hope you guys all found it sort of interesting like I did. But there we go. That was... Hopefully, yeah, you've enjoyed something a bit different again. Yeah, that was what is colloquially known as the the Devil Made Me Do It case. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, maybe go check out the Conjuring film on it. I don't know. <laughs> I've not watched it. Um, I meant to watch it and then I just didn't get around to it. I might watch it this Is weekend. Is there a different one? Because there's several Conjuring films yeah. in there. I probably haven't seen that one then. No, yeah. I do really like the Conjuring franchise. It's my yeah. favourite set of horror films. So I may have to check it out as well. Yeah. So um, I hope you guys have a good evening. And we will catch you next, next time. Week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Oh, you've been listening to The, the Weird Sisters, Sisters. <laughs> Thanks for giving us a listen um, Hopefully you're enjoying it And will give us a like, a share And yeah yeah, A review, tell your friends tell please, your... please, please, please <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Anything to help us out um, And if you do want to get in contact with us You can reach us at the Weird Sisters Podcast at gmail.com. That is weird with a Y, as we have said before. W Y R D. Why, you ask? We don't know. <laughs> you should, because you are an English master. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can also get us at Facebook, which is at The Weird Sisters Podcast. Again, W Y R D. <laughs> and Instagram as well, which is surprisingly The Weird Sisters Podcast. W Y R D also, (laughs) (laughs) and yeah, we would love to hear from you. Any sort of suggestions, comments, just want to chat. We're here for you. Awesome. Hope to hear from you soon, guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.